Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Raisin Bran. You got to put Raisin Bran up there. Everybody knows it. It's Mike Shope. Listen, get your own stupid old dying person team and and choose your own cereals. And the Bulldog. I shall unleash my fury upon you like the crashing of a thousand waves. That cereal is soggy. You reach into the fridge for the milk and open the lid on the milk to pour it in there, and that crap is already soggy. I am untethered, and my rage knows no bounds. <laughs> That's a problem. Oh. That's a problem for a cereal. Oh, I, I, a huge I think. problem. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog on WGR Sports Radio 550. As you can tell, we are entirely focused on Bill Steelers around here. Like no, no, no time for uh, frivolous conversation serious business at hand on the western hotline right now from our odyssey friends in pittsburgh is chris mack chris mack chris parker here nice to meet you chris how are you hey hey, how's it going guys (laughs) it's going good man mike shope is uh him and his raisin brand have the day off today so it's just me (laughs) uh so look man the steelers with Mason Rudolph, like how, I don't know, does this feel like a gift to you guys that you even made the playoffs? It just seemed not like a very likely scenario, maybe, I don't know, just a few weeks ago, even maybe even going into the weekend. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, this has been a weird season in that they were really positioned, Chris, in a great spot. I mean, they were in a spot where they had uh, Arizona and New England coming in on back-to-back weeks to Pittsburgh. New England was going to be on a short week, and then they were going to go to Indy on a Saturday. And we're looking at it like, man, this team could be, you know, nine and five, ten and four. They could, they could be chasing down the Ravens. And then, of course, they they fell flat on their faces in, in all three of those games. Not coincidentally, Mitch Trubisky played the bulk of those three games because Kenny Pickett got hurt early in the Arizona game. And, and Pickett was, I think, you know, starting to look a little better before. Uh, those three games when he went out with injury and Matt Canada's offense, well, without Matt Canada uh, <laughs> in particular, uh, started to make some strides. But I think what we got in the last few weeks with Mason Rudolph, I was just talking with somebody about this earlier today, is you're not always sitting there. Every time the quarterback drops back, you don't clench up and hold your breath and go, I wonder what's going to happen, yeah. and, and know that it's definitely not going to be a ball down the middle of the field, right? Um, with Rudolph, there's no more – I don't want to say no more fear. There's so much less fear. Um, And I think that translates directly to how the offense is playing. You know, it kind of works hand in hand. As fans, we feel it when we see an offense actually try to push the ball downfield in a couple of spots and actually try to impose its will as they've done with the running game the last few weeks 
on the opposition. Uh, we feel that, and I think fans feed off of that. So we've seen that, hey, this offense just operates better with Mason Rudolph at quarterback. And, you know, I, I, I have no idea what it means going into the future. That's another big conversation <laughs> yeah, right. that people have already started to have because I think lots of fans understand this. this is not a team that's primed to go on a Super Bowl run of any sort, but I think we're just kind of looking at this as a bonus week. Um, but, you know, it, it, we're already looking ahead to, well, what's, what's this mean for Pickett? What's it mm-hmm. mean for Rudolph? What's it mean for Tomlin? Um, it's, it, a lot is going to happen on Sunday afternoon that could send any of those questions spiraling off into a different galaxy of answers. Yeah, th- things you never would have expected to be saying or hearing, from my perspective, mm-hmm. in 2024, the offense just looks better with Mason Rudolph running it. Like, uh, <laughs> Didn't I, have that on the bingo card? No, oh. did not. Chris, not, not that you can do anything about it, but I would imagine there has to have been some hand-wringing about those Trubisky weeks, uh, and, and why not go to Rudolph sooner because – it's been, I don't know, revelation might be a little strong, but, I mean, they, there's yeah. been a jump start there. There's been a spark, for sure. Yeah, I, you know, I, I again, I was, I was looking back on all, all the key decisions that have been made at quarterback for this franchise over the last, gosh, you can go back four years now, really, to when um, Rudolph and Duck Hodges were filling in for an injured Ben Roethlisberger in 2019. And that's really where I think this thing kind of started to go off the rails as far as quarterback decisions for this organization go. Because uh, if you remember, and everybody does, Mason Rudolph gets beat with his own helmet on a Thursday night in Cleveland uh, and throws four interceptions. And then the next week plays really poorly the first half in Cincinnati. And Mike Tomlin kind of panicked. Uh, That's the only thing that leads you to installing Duck Hodges as your quarterback. A lot of panic or a lot of injuries. And in that case, it was panic on top of injury. Uh, and so, you know, since that moment, uh, fans have looked down on Mason Rudolph. They haven't thought much of him. And Mason has just kind of quietly gone about his business, credit to him, and waited for another opportunity. And then when there was nobody really knocking down his door this offseason, he was fine with coming back to Pittsburgh and, and sort of biding his time as the number three. But when you look back on it, especially two years ago, uh, the offseason where they signed Trubisky sort of as a stopgap and then go out and draft Pickett, well, they already had a couple of stop gaps in house at that point in time. They had Mason Rudolph, and uh, you know, God rest his soul, Dwayne Haskins was still around and a part of the organization at that point. So, another poor decision to go out and sign Trubisky, in my opinion, both at the time and even now. In hindsight, it's even clearer. Um, if Mason Rudolph is the backup, as you just alluded to, when Kenny gets hurt against Arizona, maybe we're talking about a different outcome in those three games and. This is a team, who knows, maybe they're in Cleveland's position, right? Going down to Houston for a game, or, you know, maybe they'd even pushed the Ravens down the stretch. We'll never know that. Um, And and we'll see again with the future still looming pretty, pretty uh, largely on the horizon for Steeler fans. Like I said, this is kind of a bonus game. Um, The the future is going to be decided in, in great measure, I think, by what we see from Mason Rudolph and what's left of the Steelers' season. Duck Hodges. I think the, the, the Bills got a bit of the Duck Hodges experience late in 19 there, didn't they? I think there was a, a, a night game. Yes. Um, yeah. He handed them a game, more or less. I think yeah. three or four interceptions, and it was a huge win for the Bills on the road. Yes, it was. Indeed. That was, uh, yeah, that's the Josh Allen's first playoff appearance there in 19. They, of course, had ended the drought the year, uh, well, two years prior, in 17, Sean McDermott's first year. Chris Mack from our Odyssey station in Pittsburgh on the line, helping us sort of prime the pump for Bills Steelers on Sunday afternoon. Hey, how much has Rudolph, Chris, talked about 
like you already alluded to it, you know, waiting, biding his time, waiting for an opportunity, mm-hmm. and you know, being willing to push the ball down the field. Has he talked at all about just sort of maybe being more willing? Not to say you want to be reckless, but right. maybe a little less careful because you know you've seen what happens when you're too careful. You lose your job and get you know, as you said, you know, hit in the face with your own helmet. Uh, not that that anything to do with being careful, but whatever. I'm being cute. Um, is he just sort of more willing to take chances because he knows, you know, maybe his NFL career's on fumes here? Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think it's a, it's a it's a part of it. I also think, you know, this was kind of the personality that Mason Rudolph had as a quarterback coming in to Pittsburgh. You know, big uh, cannon armed Big Twelve quarterback, right? I mean, some of the numbers he put up at Oklahoma State were the reason they went out and got him in the third round and claimed to have a first round grade on him when they drafted him, and so. I think this is naturally just how he's more comfortable playing quarterback. And I think they're kind of letting him lean into that. In 2019, when he filled in for Roethlisberger, I think, you know, between Mike Tomlin and then offensive coordinator Randy Feekner, it was much more, hey, just don't screw up, all right, kid? Just keep us in games and let's see if the defense can help us out. And that was very much the thought with Pickett this season. Hey, kid, just don't turn it over too much. You'll grow. The defense will take care of business. We'll lean into the run game, and we'll look up and hopefully be a wild card team. Um, the problem is Pickett really, really has you know over insulated himself from mistakes to the point where the ball rarely, if ever, gets pushed down the middle of the field, and, and you don't even get many you know deep shots down the sideline to, to Pickens or Johnson. Uh, Rudolph has shown a willingness to do what we've all been screaming for. I've heard Lewis Riddick say it on ESPN. We've been saying it here in Pittsburgh. I think people who watch football have been saying it for a while. George Pickens is lined up one-on-one. Just throw it up for George Pickens and let the man go after a 50-50 ball because in his case, more often than not, it's not really a 50-50 ball. Um, He's just that talented at going up and getting those things. So he's shown a willingness to push the ball, not just in those instances, but down the middle of the field as well. Teams have had to go out of their way to uh, mark Pat Fryermuth in the middle of the field, which involves the safeties and inside linebackers more. They've got to worry about those deep shots down the middle of the field to Pickens and Johnson and the run after the catch. Again, safeties and inside linebackers getting involved, which is what pulls them away from the box, the, the front seven, and has allowed Najee Harris and Jalen Warren to really start to pile things up especially Harris in a physical manner over the last few weeks. This might be uh, because I'm friends with one of your coworkers, Andrew Filipponi, who worked here oh, I'm year, so sorry. years and years ago. And so <laughs> following him on Twitter, it feels like the wide receiver drama almost never dies in Pittsburgh. There's been stuff with Deontay Johnson. And I think more recently there's been stuff with Pickens, right? Like blocking on running plays. Mm-hmm. Like how, how divisive are those two guys within the fan base? I guess I'm sure the team you know, loves them because they're whatever they're they're very good players. Um, but is it? It's not always been smooth with those guys, right? Yeah, you know, Steeler fans for the most part, Chris, are, are willing to overlook someone's personal faults and foibles as long as they produce on the field. It's it's why we put up with Antonio Brown as well as we did for as long as we did. Um, but you know, when the, the problem is when the production doesn't follow then, and we saw that at times this year with both Johnson and Pickens, and that's when it does get a bit divisive. You know, people in Pittsburgh are used to seeing their Heinz Ward types, right? We want to we see our wide receivers downfield blocking and mm-hmm. breaking Keith Rivers' jaw and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, you know, that, that's not the – there's not many receivers that exist in the game like that today. There's a couple out there, but George Pickens isn't one of them. And George Pickens – 
understands that his primary role is to get open, catch the ball, and then make something big happen with it. And we're okay with that as long as the distractions, if you want to call them that, the foibles, the uh, personality pitfalls, don't then show up on the field on game day. That's when we take a step back and we start to go, wait, 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 what's up with this guy? But, hey, have a you know five-catch, 125-yard, two-touchdown day, and, and you can uh, just completely ignore <laughs> downfield blocking if you'd like. We don't care anymore, yeah. sir. That sounds par for the course. So what is the – what? I feel like I know what the script is. You know the weather is going to be maybe – pretty awful not not kansas city miami awful uh their game is going to be like insanely cold but we're talking about 25 to 35 mile an hour winds we don't know Mm -hmm. about snow gonna be snow in the region but we don't know for sure yet if it will be snowing around the stadium uh for this game but you know wind chill in the teens uh i feel like as as a fan and, and an observer of a heavily favored home team that acts as somewhat of a leveler for the underdog yeah yeah, yeah, I think it neutralizes things just a bit. I think it's a really good point. Um, but I, I think it's going to have to – the script I see, if the Steelers are going to somehow upset the Bills, has to involve, you know, Josh Allen of old uh, coming back around and really being irresponsible with the football and not making the big plays late in games that he's even been able to use this year to make up for the irresponsibility and mistakes, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, I, I look at last week down in Miami as a prime example. A couple mistakes early, but the guy's just so dang good. He makes up for it on the back end, right? Uh, wills his team to win, drags them to victory in some cases, throws them on his back. And it, if that Josh Allen shows up, especially with T.J. Watt out, I don't know if there's anything the Steelers can do, even with a Landon Roberts getting healthy and playing an inside linebacker, even with Minka Fitzpatrick most likely coming back to play safety. I just don't think there's enough there. Um, I, I think the Steelers do have an opportunity to run the ball a bit, and I think that is mm-hmm. also a great leveler. You know, uh, slow the game down, take the air out of the football, especially with 25, 30-mile-an-hour wins. You're not asking Rudolph to fire the thing all over the place. The Steelers' goal, I think, has to be to win, you know, a, a 24-20 kind of game and hope that the weather maybe keeps Allen and the Bills from getting on track and also, again, that he makes a couple of those crucial mistakes that he's not able to make up for late in the game. You mentioned T.J. Watt, and I, I've been meaning to look at this. Well, it's only Wednesday. I guess I've still, I've still got days. But now we're, you and I are having this conversation right now, mm-hmm. and I, I, I wish I had it, but I don't. The, their record without Watt is really, really bad. But did they not beat the Bills? They won here in the opener in 21. It was a blocked punt for a touchdown in that game. Yeah. Wasn't Watt hurt then? Is that maybe like the only time they've won, or maybe it's cover? Yeah, that's the only one. That's, that's, wow. if, if that was the game, that's literally the only one. Uh, they are 1-10, in 10, I believe it is, um, since he became a starter without T.J. Watt in the lineup. I mean, he is just... You talk about the instant leveler, the, the instant right. neutralizer. He is it. Uh, the fact that the guy didn't get you know, first-team All-Pro has people losing their minds today here in Pittsburgh because we just don't get it. The fact that there's a chance he may lose DPOY to Miles Garrett, um, and, and that's not just the Pittsburgh-Cleveland rivalry and everything mm-hmm. between Garrett and Rudolph and the Steelers. You can almost push all that aside. We just look and go, my God, this guy's easily this team's MVP, uh, let alone Defensive Player of the Year. So – yeah, it, it, there's no way to make up for it. Marcus Golden, who I think will get the start in his place, is a quality backup. Nick Herbig, a rookie they got out of Wisconsin, another you know young guy from Wisconsin who's uh, probably started out at least looking better than anybody expected, may get some, some reps at that spot as well. 
and he has been a bright spot, like I said, but you know, you're not making up for T.J. Watt. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how, if at all, they try to make up for it with maybe some some new blitz schemes. But mm-hmm. I would I would lean into believing that they're going to sit back and ask Josh Allen, make Josh Allen pick them apart, especially if the weather is as poor as it is and accuracy may be an issue at times. You mentioned here just a moment ago that it's maybe the wind is blowing toward Mika Fitzpatrick playing in this game. Yeah, yeah, I, I would be surprised if he doesn't play. Okay. Um, I don't have an official injury report, and I was not at practice today, full disclosure, to see if he was out there. But I would be, I would be shocked if he did not get suited up for this one. Um, he's been out there on the sidelines, headset on, chomping at the bit, coaching guys up every single game. Um, I, I have a hard time believing, unless he's fully incapacitated, he's not going to show up for a playoff game. Swinging back to the, the running game, which will certainly be a key here in this game, um, it, it, watching the Steelers for, I, I guess, the last two years or so, feels like every time I see Warren on the field, I think, why don't they play him more? Uh, but yeah. with that said, it feels like Najee Harris has maybe, I don't know, has earned a little goodwill here in the last few weeks. Yeah, you know, Najee has really been running physically, uh, which is what they brought him in to do, um, to kind of run downhill, hit the hole and go, which is what Jalen Warren did so much better than him when Warren first started to get some burn as Najee Harris's compliment. Um, what I've seen, and I think a lot of people who've been watching the Steelers over the last month or so have seen, uh, and I don't think it really has anything to do with, with the firing of Matt Canada. I think it started before Canada left, is they're running a lot more, like I said, downhill gap-blocking schemes where everything's designed around hitting a hole, and we're going to open that hole for you. You just hit it and go, as opposed to some of that zone-running that some of that stuff that stretches toward the sidelines and the hole is ambiguous and I got a pitter patter. It was great stuff when Le'Veon Bell was in his prime here, right? Like he would sit back there, wait, 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 and then go. That's not Najee Harris's style. That's not even Jalen Warren's style. They are downhill guys who need to get the ball, hit the hole and go. And that has worked tremendously well for Najee, especially the last couple of weeks. Um, if they hit 200 yards rushing, then I, mm-hmm. if I were a Bills fan, I would be worried because that's one of those sort of magic numbers they've been hitting in the last third of the season. If they hit 200 yards rushing, you're in deep trouble. Chris, Chris Mack from 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh, our Odyssey station in Pittsburgh, on the Western Hotline for just a, a minute or two more here. Um, do you have any sense, we know that geographically, you know, three hours apart, um, mm-hmm. Bills games, home games against the Steelers, there's generally been thousands of Steelers fans here. Those people aren't all from Pittsburgh. There's plenty of people from Southern Ontario, I think, that are Steelers fans and show their loyalty. Do you have any sense what, what kind of numbers of fans? Is there a buzz about, like, thousands of people coming? We just came off a week where the Bills fans took over Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. And um, like I'm just kind of wondering. Like I, I would expect thousands, but I don't know about tens of thousands. Yeah, I think it's a little different with it being a playoff game. I would suspect Bills fans aren't racing to give up their tickets, right? Um, unless it's for a real pretty penny. The other side of the coin may be, and this might be a better question for some of your listeners and Bills fans in general, is you know if you suspect that this team is going to make a deep run into the playoffs and they're going to get at least one more playoff game, which I would suspect most people think they're going to beat the Steelers and then mm-hmm. host whoever's next, whether it's Kansas City, Miami, Cleveland, Houston, whatever it may be, um, that people may look at it and say, wow, it's, it's the Steelers. They're going to blow them out. I can make some money on this one and then make sure I'm there for the divisional round. I think yeah, that yep. may be a possibility, but no one bills Mafia, man. 
I can't imagine there's a lot of people that are looking to give their seats up to anybody in black and gold. Chris, thank you so much for this. Really enjoyed the visit. Our best to everybody down there, especially uh, our boy Pony. Yep, same to you guys. Going to enjoy it on Sunday afternoon. Best of luck. All right, man, same to you. Chris Mack, 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh, the lowdown on the Steelers, who, of course, are coming here. I I, I got, uh, I don't know, do I want to reliably convey this here? Um, t- Twitter fan just mentioned Steelers fans at Highmark on Sunday says they just checked Ticketmaster, ton of tickets for sale, prices dropping. I, I don't know. Like I'm not here to tell you to be a gatekeeper or anything, um, but just know that is a fan base that travels. So I don't know. Maybe that's already been for for Steelers fans. They, they've already all decided. Like I, so I don't know. Uh, and like I mentioned with Sale an hour or so ago uh, last week, we we sort of anticipated. It, just of course, there's a lot of history there uh, with the Bills in Miami and Bills fans traveling in big numbers to Miami. But we knew they were going to have half the stadium or even a little more than that, or at least strong, strongly suspected. I've not heard or seen anything specific about that, other than this one dude here telling me on Twitter that there's 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 a lot of tickets out there, and that the prices are dropping. So I don't know, you know, keep an eye on it. Just saying, like you. You might be in for a li- maybe a little bit of a surprise if you're not expecting to see like a hearty dose of Steelers fans in the building on Sunday. I, I would expect you're going to see them. I don't know that you'll be able to hear them uh, over the vast majority being Bills fans, but I would think Steelers fans are going to be healthily, heartily is what I want, represented in the stadium on Sunday afternoon. Of course, the weather could play a part in that too. I don't know, like traveling up here on game day or even Saturday might be tough uh, given what the forecast is. Anyhow. There's the lowdown from the Steelers. You want to get into them, get into this matchup, the spot the Bills are in here at home for this week and next week should they win on Sunday, and my ranking of AFC rivals from the first hour. We can get into any of that and anything else as it pertains to this game. Hey, man, it's a playoff week. Wild card or not, Bills and Steelers Sunday. 803-0550, and now's a good time if you want to hop in because um, we're guest-free for the next half hour. Matt Perino on the Bills coming up at at the top of the hour. Eventually we'll get Paul Hamilton in on the Sabres and their current situation. <sighs> um, but more football on the way. 803-0550 is the number. Mike Shope is away again today along with Zach Jones. I am the Bulldog and you're listening to WGR. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 